HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. My name is Brandon Hoy, co-owner of Roberta's, a super-duper awesome place. Roberta's is a very, 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 very proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. We're also super awesome. Thank you, Heritage. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. America. From border to border, coast to coast, and all the ships at sea. Streaming live from the County of Kings, Brooklyn, New York City, on the Heritage Radio Network. Are you ready for the fastest half hour on the internet today? It's the Mike and Judy Show. Spanning the globe for high-minded hijinks and low-brow kicks to bring you the best in sex, drugs, rock and roll, and nuclear fission. They're too bad for radio and too good-looking for television. And now, here they are, to pluck the low-hanging fruit of the literati, your hosts, Mike Edison and Judy McGuire. All right, the low-hanging fruit of the literati. I don't, I don't think this uh, Val Frankel, author of... Five million books counts as low. <laughs> Absolutely fruit. not. She's one of our favorites, and despite the fact that she is the woman behind the women, oh, well, <laughs> she's she's the woman in front of the women too. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> seriously, it worked out so well with Snooky. You're now a mob wife. I am. I'm a mob wife, and I hang out in Staten Island. Val <laughs> <laughs> Frankel is the author. Her latest, her latest. Ghost gig? Is it even a ghost? It is. It is. is. You're, you're, okay, you're, it's a secret. You're, so you're Val out. wrote Big Ange's book. You're out, baby. You're so out. I'm at Linda Stasi in the New York Post. Read you know, my name is the very last, the last two words in the entire book, <laughs> like the last line of the acknowledgement page at the very back. And Linda Stasi of the Post said, "There's no way Big Ange wrote this." And then she got, she's like, <laughs> and I had to get to the very last line of the book to say, "Oh, it was Val Frankel." Well, of course it was. She outed you, so we could. She did out me in the post. So well, we're going to talk can... about Big Ange. We're going to talk about the Mafia. We're going to talk about the Jersey Shore. We're going to talk about banned books. Can we start with banned books? Too? Yes, yeah. and it's not B A N D books. It's books that are forbidden. That's right, banned. B A N N E D, as in banned and censored. And this week is going to be my fifth annual banned book party. It's happening. Congrats. Jack, Jack sound a, effect. Yeah, yeah, a little quicker Come with the applause on. button, Jack, please. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. Oh, 
<laughs> okay, kittens. What are you going to do for kittens? Quick, kittens. There's kittens. Uh, this, oh. <laughs> this week will be the fifth annual band book party. Practice. It's happening at the 92nd Street Y Tribeca this Friday, which is the 28th. It's a 9 o'clock start. And of course, Judy, you're going to be a big part of it. I'm going to be part of it. I yes, can't wait. Indeed. Reading from your awesome uh, new-ish book, the official book of sex, drugs, and rock and roll lists, which is as smart and filthy as it gets. <laughs> great toilet reading. <laughs> it is great toilet reading. Yeah. Toilet. I third I, I, I th- I th- I th- that emotion. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, you know, I just got off the phone with Joe McGinty from the Losers Lounge, who's going to be sitting in on keyboards with us uh, Friday night. I'm really thrilled. We've got an all-star band with uh, Bob Burt from uh, formerly of Sonic Youth and Pussy Galore and uh, D-Pop on drums the Bush Tetris and the Gun Club, to name but two. And Are you um, going to play the theremin again? I, I'm going to whip out that theremin. I'm going to do some damage. And we've got great guests, Judy McGuire. Mike Albo is going to join us. Oh. Uh, the great Kevin Mayer. Mike, Mike Albo. Oh, my God. Right? I, love Ke- him. I love him, too. And he's, our, he's a sexy man. And, the, and, our, big <laughs> sexy su- man. and our big surprise, Val, this year, we're having mono a mono mommy porn. Oh. It will be Lady Chatterley's Lover versus Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> and I have my spe- I have a very special S&M soccer mom. Oh. That's Reeboks and a dog collar. <laughs> Uh, to be representing that Fifty Shades of Nonsense book. Ah, okay. Which I'm shocked to have found out that my mother has read in also Ew. its... Uh, what do you think? I mean, as a former pornographer, what do you think about... Baby, once a pornographer, always a pornographer. <laughs> it's like... It's like being a Marine. <laughs> or an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, rec- have, you, have you read Fifty Shades? I, I have, because I thought to make fun of it properly, mm-hmm. I should read it. Cause, yes, be informed. Because I'm a journalist, and I'm responsible like that, and I'm here to tell you that it sucks. It's really uh, irresponsibly bad. It's written in the fucking present tense. Pornography written in the present tense is just like, no. <laughs> um, and maybe, maybe tell you what, after the break, uh, I actually have it on my iPad. Maybe I'll do a little traumatic reading of oh, it. Exciting. Oh, exciting. Okay. Exciting. No, it's really awful. It's hardly, it's hardly sexy. Val, but. did you read it? I read it and I found the sex scenes to be, you know, identical to each other, except for the very sexy removal of the tampon scene. <laughs> <laughs> Where she has her beard and he's like, I'm going to pull out your tampon. And she That's says, so baby, do it. <laughs> so Prince Charles. <laughs> Ew. Uh, it's so I Dead know. Boys circa 1978. <laughs> oh, I, but I, I mean, you know, your mom's obviously got her rocks off on it. Well, I tell you, you know, my mom is the one that introduced me to the cocaine penis. <laughs> a, story, oh a story I do love to share. Well, you know, back. back Sarah Lee, are you listening? Oh, man. Well, yesterday, Judy said, um, you know, your mom's the one person who could talk Mark Zuckerberg into putting a dislike button on Facebook. <laughs> we got to get this woman on the show. Oh, we she, had her she's on. Been, she's been on the show, and afterwards, she called me. And she says, "Judy sounds nice." <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you, um, we're also celebrating this week my, my new book, my uh, novella, "Bye Bye Miss American Pie." Great cover. Applause button, Jack. Yes. Um, thank you, <laughs> thank you much. It's, it's a political satire and very kind of naughty. It's a sex farce, and. Um, my mom sort of called, I've been telling her about it for I don't know how long you know goes into writing a book and publishing it and whatnot and she's heard and sort of yesterday she said <laughs> <laughs> thank you what's this bye bye Miss American Pie thing <laughs> so you you're uh, self published yes on Interstellar Roadhouse which is my private multimedia imprint nice yes yes self published and um, it's available as an ebook uh-huh. uh, two ninety nine cheap on Amazon and Smashwords and Barnes and Noble and wherever. Uh, ebooks are sold mm-hmm. but also I went old school with this and I have 300 signed and numbered print editions hand bound looks like a like an overstuffed Passover Haggadah mm-hmm. kind of right it's a, the cover is gorgeous thank you um, but yeah. they're signed and numbered and you can find them 
on my website, mikeedison.com, and I'll be glad to send anybody a copy of it. Um, Fifteen. And if bucks you're a cheap. listener, you get a special surprise with yours. Absolutely. I, yeah, for Mike and Judy listeners, I'll, I'll put a surprise in there. Something nice. <laughs> oh, Something God. nice. Something sticky. Ooh. Oh, no. <laughs> why, 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 do, why do you have to go there? But... Um, yeah, yeah. A DNA sample. Well, mom told me she won't, mom told me she will not be reading it because we don't agree politically. Oh, dear. she just brought whipped that out real fast. Oh boy, you know, um, shame on her. It's, it's well, I'm well, she she didn't yeah. read my last two books either. She did not read them. No, she won't read them. Yeah, my mother won't read my books either. She just feels like she she doesn't want to be a punching bag. She, there's a lot of tongue. There's a lot of tongue clicking. Does your mom deserve? Does your does your does your mom? Does she do that? Which I assume is the way Jewish mothers communicate. Sort of like some African clicking language. I just, I I don't know. I don't know. She just refuses to read them, and I think it's for the best. But, you know, like I said, my mom, she is the one that turned me on to the cocaine penis. It was an Arthur Haley novel. I think it was Arthur Haley. Well, your your moms don't read your books for very different reasons. (laughs) Like, Val's mom isn't going to be offended by the sex. Well, in my last novel, I did have some sex scenes. But to me, they were just... You know, your basic vanilla sex scenes, married couple sex scenes are not going to be that exciting. Well, my mother's reading like <laughs> like light S&M or whatever the hell you, you want to qualify this Fifty Shades of Nonsense is. But back to the cocaine penis, because I just love saying cocaine penis. There's one somewhere in her head. There's a cocaine penis. It was, I think it was the, um, you know, Arthur Haley's, like you know, the Jacqueline Suzanne or Harold Robbins, one of these writers that was mm-hmm. writing these big, sexy uh Modern bodice ripper mockers hey, yeah, of Wall I loved Street. Them. I loved them. Uh, yeah, stuff. I read them all. And there was a scene Not I just one. found the book laying around on the kitchen table, stuff that she was returning to the library. And I opened it up because I was you know, just whatever I read, whatever is laying around. And I opened it up, and there's some scene of like some Wall Street douchebag, you know, fucking his Asian whore on the round bed. Uh, but first, he puts the <laughs> cocaine on his penis before he like you know stuffs it up her ass. So okay, the, and I'm like, I'm like, I was like, oh, they fuck. did a lot of anal sex back in the '70s with those popular novels. I'm trying to re- Harold been, Robbins you know, it's had been a, a while. Harold Robbins, he yeah. was lo- he loved anal sex. Harold Robbins, he was constantly. But, he was. but you know, at least he was smart enough to put the cocaine on the penis. First. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and I'll tell you what. And then when I became, when I be, grew up to become a pornographer, I, there was this, every book I wrote. There was a scene with someone putting cocaine on their dick. It was like my tag. <laughs> oh my! Okay, God. have you done this in real life? That's no. what we need to know. No, I'm not stupid. Cocaine goes in the nose. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had it. I know what's her face, uh, Stevie Nicks. Oh, well, she, she had the dwarf with the paper straw. Yeah, she had somebody <laughs> blow it up her butt because her nose was so destroyed. Oh my God! Well, they said the anus and the nose. Most mucous membrane. They're, yeah, <laughs> they're connected somehow. So it's, the, it's the anus and the nose. They go first. <laughs> so Val, tell us about tell us about writing with Big Ange. Was she as adorable as she seems on the television program? Adorable. Well, I know that your uh, your man is in love with her. He is deeply in love with her. Um, you know what? She's she's very sweet. I wouldn't say that she is uh, on the road to Mensa. <laughs> but she's a very sweet person. What's that kitty noise? <laughs> yeah, another saucer of milk, Val? <laughs> Unlike Snooky. <laughs> Who is a genius in comparison. She beat me a three-dimensional chest just the other day. Snooki. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because people look different in real life as they than they do on television. Is Big Ange more or less the woman she You know what? Appears? She really does look like a big transvestite on TV, but in real life, she she is more feminine looking. Uh-huh. You know, there are times when she just looks kind of cute. Right. Not just gigantic, exaggerated, huge lips and ho- huge tits. But there is that. I mean, I saw her in a, in a bronze monokini. 
Wow. And yeah, wow. And I was supposed to be interviewing her. And I'm like looking at the computer, looking at her quickly, looking back at the what? computer. <laughs> I could not like focus on the words. Don't look our, at the boobs. Our friend, our friend Michael Malice, I saw him the other night. We were talking about the big Ange episode where the drag queens sort of give her a makeover. And yeah, it's kind of like a drag queen makeover. Like, she, she is. She should go for the Jane make under. <laughs> well, it's like the drag queens are men pretending to be women. And she'd be a woman pretending to be a man pretending to be a woman. Which like, I'm so confused. I know why. <laughs> so what, what is Spiro? Your what does your boyfriend see in um, Big Ange? Why, well, why? The, the big part, <laughs> the boobs, the boobs. Plus, he's from Bay Ridge. I mean, he's born in right, Greece, she, but he's from Bay Ridge. He likes like a tough, mm. brassy broad with big hair, big boobs, big ass. Yeah, she's got it all. And I have just and a big family too, and I just do want to say that her family, uh, you know, I did so many interviews with her and her family. Like I did like thirty interviews for the book with her friends and family, and they were fantastic. Truly, it, I mean, it made me long for a big close family, which I don't really have. Uh, they were all just constantly coming did, in and out of each other's houses and eating and drinking. Did she make dinner for you? I, I've seen very little of the show, but what I did see is her spending $500 making like spaghetti sauce yeah. for her son just get out of jail party. You know, <laughs> she went to see the butcher, you know, and basically put like nine cows, you know, some pork and some, some veal. Yeah, she likes pig skin, pig knuckles. Yeah, she cooked for me a few times. Oh, that's um, so awesome. Every time I went to that's her so inter- awesome. to interview her, there's constantly forcing food on you. And she would serve me a plate of food, like stuffed artichokes and the sauce, the gravy. They say they don't say sauce. Right. And um, and then I'd be to interviewing her and typing. And then she would say, you know, why aren't you eating? What's wrong with... Uh, that's a Jewish accent. I can't do an Italian. Why aren't you eating? What's wrong with the food? Oh, but in her voice, because every time she opens her mouth, it sounds like someone stepped why on a duck. Why aren't you eating? <laughs> What's wrong with the food? <laughs> I'd be like, I can't eat and type at the same time. And she's like, well, why don't you just eat? for a minute and then I would miss like the best thing <laughs> and I have to put the food but yeah she's an amazing cook everyone in her family cooks and all they do is eat I mean it, you know they're at breakfast they're thinking about lunch at lunch they're thinking about dinner at dinner they're thinking about the next day and the snacks and the shopping it's it's this Italian food it's amazing they have, they have any time to make a reality TV show <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty so, amazing have you been in touch with your friend Snooki um, since now there's uh, Snooki plus one yes Snooki and I are are in touch often for reasons that I cannot discuss oh my god Snooki's baby guide <laughs> oh is her baby Snooki's gonna write a book mothering the mothering book the baby has to write a book awesome oh I can't wait <laughs> that actually uh, is a really good idea <laughs> of course it is <laughs> <laughs> babies for spray tan how young is too young to pierce. Hey, speaking of spray tan, did you guys see that story of Mitt Romney? You know, is down doing that Univision show, right? Browning all, it right? up. And he looks like a fucking Oompa Loompa. He's oh. got so much aura. I mean, is, is that for realsies, or do we think that's some liberal conspiracy? Well, it might just be foundation. I mean, he looked like an Oompa Loompa. I mean, seriously, he looked like an orange lolly. He was born in Mexico. Remember? No, he was. Uh, no, 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 he wasn't. He was. His father right, was, his born parents, Mexico. His, was born in Mexico. Right, because his grandfather had the multiple wives, and it's illegal in America. <laughs> I cannot wait for that story to break. Okay, you know, it's like, out. Like, like, it's like, out. What, the, what, that the reason his family was in Mexico was for tax purposes and for the multiple wives. I haven't seen the multiple wives story. Oh, totally. It's out. I mean, that's why they weren't living in America. And who's Anne Romney sharing her bed with? She loves women. Didn't you hear her at the convention? <laughs> I love women. Oh, my God. Wow. So this is a 
good segue. Let me tell you guys about my new book. Oh my god! <laughs> well, you know, it's a it's a sex farce, and that's really you know what this is about is about how much sex can America handle by by Miss American Pie, and um, you'll like you'll like this, Judy, because it's got a got a feminist angle to it because it's about a, a female senator who mm-hmm. um, slightly resembles uh, our current Secretary of State, former mm-hmm. presidential candidate Hillary Clinton, who was here just the other yes, day. Yes, I can't believe that. Oh. I can't believe right? Bill and Hillary were here having pizza Hillary. and burgers the other night. Yes. Anyway, Amazing. she gets caught fucking her cabana boy, the hot pool boy. Um, and, you know, we've seen so many sex scandals, but how often is a woman right. who gets busted, right, stepping out um, on, on her husband? And she's asked to go on television to apologize and save her uh, flagging campaign. And instead of apologizing, she gets on TV and she says, I got mine, America. Now get yours because you know you want it. And she rekindles a new sexual campaign. Everybody gets laid in America, and she becomes the most popular person in the world for a moment. And the campaign becomes hypersexualized, and her conservative opponent has to keep up until they're making porn movies as in lieu of camp- camp- campaign ads. I don't know. I think the time is, has arrived for this I, kind of book. I think the so. The world is ready for that. I hope so. But the fucked up thing is I'm watching it on TV, and aside from all the sex, just the hypocrisy, the absurdity, the nonsense, the doublespeak, and the lies, and the cartoonish aspect of it all, I'm thinking I wrote like like it's basically a documentary as opposed to this absurdist sex farce I think you know, it sounds Voltarian, like um, you know storybook it sounds like uh, who's the the great satirist well it's, yeah uh, Christopher like John is, Swift or, or Chris Buckley Chris Buckley because he did a book about a Supreme Court female Supreme Court justice that was sort of you know she was sexy and America couldn't couldn't handle it so this is great America is not ready for a uh, Sexy females in power. I don't. I don't think. You know. I think we're still kind of retrograde and retarded that way. Unfortunately. Yeah. Probably the demise of Sarah Palin was partially motivated. Oh, well, by that. she's she set feminism boy that awful oh, yeah, dirty I mean, word. I mean, she just set it back like hundreds of years. I don't think so. You don't think so? No. I I don't think so either. I think that she was a, a woman out front, and it kind of doesn't matter what's coming out of her mouth. Well, I, I think she reinforced a very negative stereotype of like the pretty but ditzy. You but know, she was you taken know, seriously by some, and for, some still I, take her seriously. Yeah. Sadly, you know, hey, I, I think that's I think that's waning too. Though, listen, if okay. we had only female voices arguing these things back and forth, that'd be great. Even if the, you know what I mean? If there was a Hillary Clinton and the Sarah Palin and that's all the voices we heard, that's okay. Well, Hillary is like super duper smart. I mean, Hillary's great. I, um, Hillary should be president. I, yes. I, I mean, I, I think she'd be a great president. I um, was very in favor of the whole Secretary of State thing. This Libya thing is a fucking mess, though. They really <laughs> screwed the pooch with this whole Libya thing. But on that happy note. <laughs> what are we going to hear, Mike? I think we're going to hear some groovy music from our friends at the Dap King Record Label. This is the Mike and Judy Show with our friend Val Frankel. Let's take a break.
you, Jack. Thank you. I love kitties. There's an adoption event at Muddy Paws, Rest- Muddy Paws Pet Store on Graham Avenue and Richardson Street today. Um, I think it goes till 5 o'clock, so you can get yourself a little cat. Brent Val, do you need another cat? I have four. I think I've got a, <laughs> as many as I can handle. I'm so impressed by your litter box situation still. Is it still working? <laughs> we have two self-flushing litter boxes <sighs> that flush into the toilet. I'll tell you what. The first candidate that figures more. out how I can write my cat off as a dependent, that's the guy I'm voting for. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, Romney probably has it figured out already. Yeah, sure. I thought it probably involves sending my cat Jeepster to the Cayman Islands or something. <laughs> Wouldn't it be sad if it turned out Romney was a cat lover? <laughs> he's not. Well, he put he his dog. Well, he's on not the roof. an animal lover. Exactly. Yeah, he put his dog on the roof. With, you know, the cat's in the trunk. Oh, there, there was a cartoon in the New Yorker uh, this week, um, and basically the caption is, "How come no one's talking about cats?" <laughs> <laughs> I miss socks. I do too. I miss socks. Another reason to love the Clintons. They were cat people. <laughs> See, that could have been your job writing that book, Val. Writing socks book. Oh yeah, that was before I started doing ghostwriting, though. But that would have been a good. Have one. you written a, a? Have you ghosted for an animal yet? I have not. Snooky, hello. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh meow, Jack, hit the yeah. meow button. Um, I'd like to. You know, I, I, <laughs> oh, people are people are blogging about their food out in front of us. Yeah, Bill. <laughs> it does look gorgeous, but it, I would have seen it by now. I think this is—I think this is an awkward gay date. Actually, we always, this is the awkward date table in front of the studios <laughs> at Roberta. We get, we get a lot of like uh, internet dates sitting out like, in front okay, of our I like watching them peek at themselves. That's funny. How's my look? <laughs> <laughs> no, I look I'm fat. Delete, delete. <laughs> I might have done that once. I'm or actually twice. thinking I want to write the book for uh, my uh, the cat I recently lost, Manly, the world's strongest cat. Mm. I, I think it's there. I think he has enough stories. Could be a kid a to nice do a kid. Book. Book. I think so. I, I think I think it could uh, be yeah. nice. I think any you know, there's so many books with cats in the title, mystery novels and cozies and all that. So, um, Steve, my husband, and I want to do a spy novel called "The Cat Who Ate Too Much." <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, bestseller. Take off, bestseller. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the cat who came in from the cold. Yes. <laughs> the cat, the cat who ate too much. Uh, gold, <laughs> the gold story kitten. of all of my, all of my, my children, my cats. <laughs> yeah, you have both children uh, and cats. I do. So many living creatures under my, and plus fish now. Oh my god! So many people, so many, Plants. so many living hu- things dependent on you. I know. Does it ever get overwhelming? Yes. <laughs> Okay. We, need, we need a cat here at the Heritage Radio Studio, don't you think? It's a little small. So tell us about your your e publishing, your self publishing experiment here. Well, you know, I think you know, I started. I had the idea for Bye Bye Miss American Pie actually uh, four years ago, over four years ago, before the last election, mm-hmm. um, which is probably why the protagonist uh, has some resemblance to Hillary Clinton. Um, but there was really no way to do what what's basically like a ninety page novel. Uh, you know, it's written kind of in a storybook form. It gets kind of dirty fast, but it's really, you know, it's a short parody. And, you know, my agent says, Mike, you know, you're not famous for writing, you know, satire. No one wants a 90-page book, and this is going to be impossible to get done. Well, that didn't exist four years ago. Right. You know, so the technology is sort of caught up, and I think I think it's great. You know, it's cheap. It's two ninety nine. It's a blast. And, of course, you know, I'm in control of it, and it's um, my own imprint and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I think the stigma of self-publishing has gone away a little bit. I hope it has, anyway. I mean, certainly. Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, I've, I've got a few books out, so it's not like, oh, I've got no other recourse. I know plenty of authors who have, you know, done traditional publishing for decades and just decided to start uh, doing self-publishing. 
Like our uh, our other high school classmate Barry Eisler's yes, been very and successful. Joni Rogers, who's another ghostwriter, she does her ghostwriting and then she does her self publishing. And she's happy with it. Well, I think it's great. You know, I think this is where the world's going. Um, I love ink on paper. I love old books. But I'll tell you what. You know, last time uh, BEA, the Book Expo, was in town, I went around. I was like walking around the fucking La Brea Tar Pits. I mean, it was just like dinosaurs dying in front of me. Mm. Um, I thought I was going to be... You know, razzled and dazzled with people showing off what they can do with an iPad, mm-hmm. and, and it wasn't. It was just the same old stuff. And people, my my vibe was people just sort of watching out for their jobs and being defensive about the industry. I guess next year maybe it'll be the year it all comes out. But everybody seems to be taking sort of this wait and see attitude to see what the next guy is going to do, or for someone else to develop technology, and not really willing to take the risk themselves. And I, I think that's um, it, they're on the road to extinction with that attitude. Well, you know, everyone is just clinging to the way things were, like mm-hmm. always. And uh, we'll see. You know, I've been doing some more poking around with ebook originals, you know, dollar books, dollar novels, mm-hmm. genre books. And so far, I have to say that the quality is significantly lower than traditional publishing. There's no question about no it. No question about it. And so you just said, do I want to read 10 shitty novels or one great novel? Well, I mean, I really tried to go the distance with this. Um, I mean, aside from you know, trying to write a great book, mm-hmm. um, you know, I had it looked at by, you know, scrupulous editors, I had mm-hmm. a group of readers, I went the distance with the design. Right. If you only know, there could be some kind of middle ground between traditional publishing, which you know is going to be tight, versus, you know, most self-published authors, which are putting out crap, and then the sort of professional self-publishing a middle ground right well i think you know if you do it people don't oh look val frankel we loved her books in the past we know she's a professional they know they're going to get something that's quality you're not just going to you know write something on the back of a paper plate and throw it up on the internet that's not hopefully you know that's not the way it's going to happen when it gets when it hits air it's going to have been you know handled in a professional scrupulous manner the marketing aspect of it and the distribution well, you know, there, there's that thing. It's the same thing as with music on the internet, too. You know, I can make a home, make a record on my you know, iBook um, and, and pop it up on to iTunes mm-hmm. and whatever else. And technically, I guess I have the same distribution now as Prince. Right, <laughs> right. You, but, you, yeah, and, and, but in publishing, it's, it's like the... It's so important to get attention, review attention. Yeah. There was a woman who did a Kindle original, and she bought a review on Kirkus, mm-hmm. uh, which you can do, apparently, for 50 bucks or really? something. Really? And then... Um, she just got the ball rolling that way, like buying reviews, buying customer it, it, reviews. It, it, it is hard, you know. And I'm obviously trying to use social media, and I'm all over the Facebook and uh, Twitter, Mr. Mike Edison, at Mr. Mike Edison, if anybody wants to uh, read my wise-ass comments <laughs> and shameless self-promotion. Um, it, it is hard. And then someone says, oh, we don't review ebooks." I'm like, well, what the fuck's that all about? I mean, is what I wrote less legitimate because it's not on paper? It's just that it hasn't been through, you know, the gates. You know, Do you know what I mean? But, but you know, I you know, I, I thought it was a weird thing to say. That's our policy, and didn't give any um, you know attention. Like, oh, oh, it's Mike. You know, he's written two well-received mm-hmm. books, and he, you know, and blah blah blah. And we've covered his books before, and our audience, you know, likes him, and he's been receptive, and we've you know, we're talking about like a website that I've actually guest blogged on. And like, oh no, Mike, we don't do. And it's e-books. a website, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right. really funny, right? With, you know, so what about marketing through porn sites? Uh, MrSkin.com, our good friends. Uh, they were the first ones to get on this and put up the trailer I Excellent. made. Oh, great. You know, I mean, you guys you know, know my stuff. I always make a video. Mm-hmm. And there's like a performance element to it. And mm-hmm. um, like I said, I went really old school. And I think this is sort of like the City Lights model. You know, I mean, I tried mm-hmm. to make it feel like, you know, like Howl, you know, or something. Yeah, yeah, the way yeah. it's like printed. And, you know, and like a lot of hands-on, you know, love and craft went into silk screening these things. Mm-hmm. Because it's not just, I didn't just type it and like flip it onto the internet. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, this is my art. It's important. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think it's funny. And I think it's high quality. And I hope people dig it 
I cool. read it. It's funny. Bye bye, Miss American Pie. But Val, didn't you put out your early books on ebook? I did. Uh, this is a trend now for people whose books are out of print. I mean, these are books I wrote in the '90s, mystery novels that went out of print years, you know, 20 mm-hmm. years ago. And now my uh, we had them digitized or digitalized or whatever it is. And mm-hmm. now they're ebook original. Well, they're not ebook originals, but ebooks available. And I'm making more money selling these 20 year old mystery novels. Uh, Digitally than I ever did traditionally. That's great. Well, I'm selling more copies. I'm not making more money. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> people are willing to buy something for three dollars that they didn't buy for you know ten dollars. Well, I think the Kindle's great. I mean, why not? If people are reading my stuff, awesome. Right. You know, and and the good news is my old porn novels are going to be coming out as eBooks. Oh, good. And I just sort of um, I was actually going to bring them out this fall. I decided to wait uh, till after Bye Bye Miss American Pie. Spend mm-hmm. whatever uh, whatever publicity cash and capital I have. Mm-hmm. Um, but his black boyfriend, my interracial wrestling masterpiece, uh, is going to be out. Um, in time for Christmas, I think. I, I think. I think Merry that's, Christmas. That's worth. Probably, that's worth probably a buck ninety nine, maybe ninety nine cents, well, as well know, as uh, Mandy Shame and Busting Susan's Cherry. Great. <laughs> well, you know the pricing is so important. So you're doing two ninety nine, which guarantees you seventy percent of royalties. Right. Right. It's right. right. There's you know the formula. Yeah. So and, if you price it under two ninety nine, then Amazon gets like fifty percent. A, a bigger or, cut, but yeah. but I mean I think you know in terms of bye bye Miss American Pie, it's. You know, it's uh, got some literary component to it. And it's mm-hmm. a, little, a little bit more than you know some porn book that you know I wrote you right. know, twenty years and ago. Maybe those you put out for a dollar, sure, for a period of time. Yeah, and I then mean, raise the price. You know, and I think this stuff is great. I think his black boyfriend is sort of my masterpiece. Your signature. It, 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 it really is. It really does. It, it's very tender. You know, it's um, you know, it's uh, it's really the story. It's a well, it's okay. a thinly based. All right, all right. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. it's the chiaroscuro of black and white love. It's really it's, it's it's all it's all about the white man spunk on a black man's body oh that is beautiful gorgeous. does it make it does it make it any better if i tell you that the characters are based in hulk hogan and mr t in the first wrestlemania uh no <laughs> hulk hogan wow Val, before, uh... before we leave what do you have coming up next well i have a paperback edition of it's hard not to hate you memoir uh and i have a novel out called four of a kind and the big Ange book is out right now it's called bigger is better everyone please if you're a big Ange fan check it out it's pretty good uh, funny, and then I have a few projects in the works that some I can and some I can't. Talk about. Like the Snooky Parenting book, and you, people can find you at ValerieFrankel.com dot com. Right? right? Yes. You are so fucking prolific. I mean, you've, you've been out. Don't for a long- say that. <laughs> no, because it says that's a sausage maker to me. Uh, yeah, no, no, I don't think so. Your, your, your stuff's great. I mean, the fact that look, Elvis Costello puts out a lot of records. Yeah. You know, and and, and you know, uh, people write at the speed that they can do it. You know, that's it. And you're a professional. You know, I mean, people say uh, yes. that I'm but prolific. the ghostwriting things, so, you know, so I mean, the Big Ange books start to finish took six weeks. Wow. Like, from wow. when you're I got re- the job really to good. when it was to the press. See, that's awesome. Printing. But that's because that's, that's you're a professional. It was just one of those, oh, she looks like she's going to be a star. Let's get a book out right away. <laughs> well, writing fast doesn't mean writing poorly. No. You know? No. Ab- absolutely. When I used to write the porn books, they say, we don't mind good writing as long as it doesn't slow you down. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, (laughs) once again, the fastest 30 minutes on the internet today is the Mike and Judy Show on Heritage Radio here at Roberta's and Bushwick. Thanks to Val Franco. Thank you, guys. And Jack Inslee, engineer to the stars. And uh, see you guys next week at the Band Book Party, September 28th at uh, um, 92nd Street Y, Tribeca, starring Judy McGuire and a host of others.
Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.